Dude, that is bad as hell. <laughs> it's like Ready Ready Player One. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's literally just a bot that, I, uh, that you can invite into your own Discord server. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to do any of the recording yourself. And um, another beautiful thing is it gives you a separate voice track for each person in the voice chat. That's pretty sweet. Oh yeah. It's so good with editing because um, let's say Dark Tom Wood starts fucking about in his kitchen now. I can just mute all of that without the empty conversation getting lost. That's pretty sweet. I like that. I like it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome one, welcome all to the uh, No Real Libertarian Show episode um, for 2069. Um, I have no idea what number this will publish on so i'll just i think i'll make that a, a regular joke because it's just about how funny i am um i am joined by Verakist from the smoke pit story time how are you man hey what's going on buddy i'm doing pretty good all right now it is what 11 30 over there 12 30 11 30 in the morning well, on saturday on saturday could be worse. Yeah, no, I uh, I slept in till eight eight a.m. and got up and had a quick workout and did some yard work and had some coffee, played with the dogs. Um, talking to you. You're uh, you know that you're talking to someone who's been in the military when they say I slept in until eight a.m. <laughs> yeah, I feel lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel way I feel entirely too active if I get up at 8 a.m. Like 10 a.m. is more my speed. <laughs> yeah. I don't really drink that much anymore. And oh, helps. I'm the old old married guy, so I don't go out anymore. <laughs> well, I mean I don't really go out either. I just sit here and I podcast with people. Well, I guess and... no one really goes out anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fuck. <laughs> um, Everyone is a new so, one. what's that? Everyone's a shut in, uh, shut in now. So yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see if I can up your volume. All right, talk to me, uh, Professor Doctor Dark Tom Woods. Yo. Talk to me a little bit more. That's a little bit better. We're coming through very, very softly. Just go ahead and um, ask him to talk dirty to you. Ooh, talk dirty, talk dirty to me, uh, Dark Tom. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> that cost extra. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. Talking about uh, costing extra, um, you've had some uh, pretty premium guests. Fuck me, I can't even talk. You've had pretty premium guests on, haven't you? Uh, on your show. Yeah, I've I've been pretty lucky. Um, I, I you know I I it wasn't necessary. Most of them weren't necessarily like cold, like cold calls or whatnot. I'd right. had some some sort of a rapport at least online. And so, um, 
but even if, you know, and some of them were just like straight out of the blue, but I've always been kind of the, um, philosophy, let them tell, you, no, don't do it for them. So it's, yeah. uh, I just go ahead and ask if they say, yeah, cool. If they say no, all right, no problem. Yeah. And the same way I, um, I've talked to several friends in this, uh, podcasting world. I'm like, well, you know, I don't know these people or I don't have like much rapport with them. So, and I didn't ask to be on. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like, I just hit up people randomly. Like, hey, you want to come on my podcast and bullshit? And generally they say yes, but sometimes they say no. Um, And then, well, I mean, you just kind of deal with that. Like, I I don't get the mindset of, well, I'm not going to ask people to come on. Um, yeah, there's people that I would definitely like to talk to that I haven't asked yet, mainly because I don't know what I want to talk to them about. Yes. Yeah. And so usually I'll have an idea for a show and it'll be basically based off of a conversation and I'll get a question. I'm like, it'll really make me think. I'm like, shit, man. Cuss on here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Fucking sweet. Um, so more like fucking Swede. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> not again, <laughs> but, uh, it'll just kind of hit me and I'm like, damn, that'd be a pretty good premise for a show. And then and I'll usually trigger somebody and, you know, that I'm like, Hey, you know, this is a subject they've spoken on that I really like. So I'll send him a message saying, Hey, would you be willing to come on the show? This is what I have. This is what I'd like to talk to you about and kind of lay out the conversation a little bit. But then it kind of gives them like, Oh, okay, well, yeah, I can talk about that. And then they're more likely to say, yeah, if you have a plan going into it, Yes. if it's kind of like, and I've done this a couple shows and sometimes it works and sometimes I'm not super happy with it, but I get decent feedback, but on recording day and you get into like either the discord or the zoom or whatever you use. And it's like, Hey, how's it going? Good. Nice to meet you. What are we talking about? You fucked exactly. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I should already kind of know at least, you know, I'm not saying send them an outline of questions, but like, Hey man, why don't you come on and can you give me a hit pocket class on agorism? Yeah, exactly. No. And then Wait, on that day, to, uh, Alex Utopium as well. <laughs> yeah right well I'd, I'd like to do i'd like so i'd uh, like to in the future but you know just using that as an example that's something that's been yeah. on my mind and so that way that's kind of like what i would ask them a week or two ahead of time so then they already got that in the back of their mind they've got two weeks to really kind of formulate uh, to the day and so it just makes mm-hmm. really for a better conversation oh yeah went off on a t- yeah i um especially with my earlier podcast, it was just a lot of bullshitting and a lot of uh, kind of inside jokes. Um, There's a place for that. There's a place absolutely for that, but uh, it's not my podcast anymore, or at least I try to keep it limited to uh, to bonus episodes. Um, (laughs) But um, fuck, I was going to say something smart, but I lost it. yeah, so recently I've taken a bit more of a serious turn with uh, with my episode with Bird, and well, there's 
at least three more episodes with Bert uh, coming up in the future. Uh, He's fun to talk to. For that. He's a great guest. Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, I talked uh, about podcasting at length with uh, Trent recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I would hate to, well, repeat the the same topic over and over again because I've done right. that before. <laughs> um, so, uh, how about we get into some shit? Um, Let's do it. Now you have been getting sober, right? Or at least mostly getting sober. Um. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, I don't drink as a hobby anymore. I guess is. <laughs> well, um, so were you always this way, or were you? Um, much more of an alcoholic at some point. Um, yeah, I'd say when I was in the army, I was definitely a functioning alcoholic, but that was pretty much normal for across the board for military personnel. Yeah. And then and then after I got out, yeah, I, I drank quite a bit, quite a bit up until. Let's see, I spent my late teens and early twenties in the military. And I spent my mid to late twenties and early thirties getting over it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to make like a conscious effort to, um, well, drink less and less, or uh, did you just kind of uh, naturally start drinking less? Um, at first it was a conscious effort, and then it just became. It was like, well, what am I doing anymore? You know. Um, <laughs> And really gained a crap ton of weight. Oh um, yeah, as you know, I was drinking bourbon and uh, double IPAs, all that kind of stuff, and that'll put the weight on you real quick. Oh, and yeah. espe- especially when you, yeah, especially when you get into your your thirties, and I just turned forty, so I'm um, I set, I just, I don't know, I just kind of set some goals for myself, and uh, I was like, you know. When I turn forty-one, I will. I want to be the same weight that I was when I got out of the army at twenty-five. Right, and so, um, which was two hundred and four, which was two hundred and forty-five pounds at ten percent body fat. Oh, goddamn! You are built like a fucking rugby player. <laughs> Dark Tom, I'm still getting very little sound from you. Uh, uh, can you... In terms of volume or just so much? Yeah. yeah. Volume. Well, I mean, it's mostly in terms of volume because I prefer if you shut up, but, well, I mean, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I meant that in a loving way, I'm sure. Uh, absolutely, yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I found I had to turn, like, I had to go into my computer sound settings and turn my input like 115 or 120 or here yeah it's a little better i think um but uh yeah i've actually uh opened patreon and actually today got my very two first patrons um which is fantastic so i'm hoping to 
buy myself a uh, an interface sometime soon. Be cool. Yeah, I opened up a Patreon. Cool. Yeah, I opened up a Patreon myself, and um, I think my mom's the only person that's donated so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's <laughs> I mean, it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. It just makes me nervous that she listens to my show. <laughs> yes. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my mom goes, uh, you're 40 years old. I'm like, yeah, good point. I told my mom, I'm like, look, you like that one episode? Probably not going to like any of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My parents know that I have a podcast, but they don't know what it's called. So... Yeah. I'll be safe for now. Until they like bully it out of me. Um, but uh, back to the topic. Uh, because I also tried, well, I wouldn't say tried getting sober. Uh, although I am trying to, to keep my alcohol intake somewhat limited. Um, but in February, I uh, went sober for a month, mm-hmm. and I fucking hated it. Um, because especially around December and January, I had been drinking a lot. Um, so to just try to quick quit entirely for the better part of a month is um, oh well, not just the better part of a month for a whole month because. I did manage to keep it up. (laughs) Uh, It was not a good time. I think it's easier for me now because I kind of, I've gone off sugar and bread and things like that. Ah. Pretty much just meat and vegetables. Right. And uh, I mean, I'll I'll have rice or like a sweet potato or something like that, but um, I cut out alcohol quite a bit. I'm uh, pretty much entirely. And then some, you know, then if I do have something that has sugar or I, you know, I have like a couple beers, I can notice the inflammation. It's like really bad. So that that's helped. But um, I mean, if I'm going to have a beer, I'm going to have a damn beer. I don't care. Yeah. I just, I just yeah. you know, I just don't have all the beers. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I was like, you know, one or two while I'm cooking on the grill not a big deal if i have six at night that's a problem so yeah exactly i'll make a six pack last about weeks about how many weeks two weeks oh two weeks that's pretty decent yeah i mean that's uh, that's normal use yeah probably um i uh especially when i'm uh home in in eindhoven where i study i uh Last about two days with a six pack. Yeah. It also depends um, on what kind of beer it is, too. Yeah, if just basic it, bitch Pilsner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I really like uh, Pilsner Urkel. Does what? Uh, Pilsner Urkel. Pilsner Urkel. That does not ring a bell to me. That's uh, it's the check. Uh, check. Uh, uh, well, it's probably know, something I, they export to dumb Americans. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, probably like uh, Czech Heineken. <laughs> probably it tastes well. It tastes way it 
I'm not a fan of. Probably because yeah. by the time it gets, probably because by, by the time it gets here, it's freaking oxidized to shit. Uh, yeah, that can be um, that can be great. Yeah, because um, especially pilsners and like loggers and stuff like that, they tip, they don't travel well. No, exactly. Especially in a hot ass container ship, and then sitting, uh, freaking, um, customs for six months as the government's retard. Yep. Always oh, the government fucking it up again. Uh, yep. Hardly ever any exception exception to that. Um. Now, uh, you have gotten fat and you have lost weight again. Um, Several times. Yeah, I have been skinny for most of my life and I have been putting on weight. Um, so I'd like to know what has been your process for uh, shedding the pounds. Um, it's um, it's weird when I it's different when I did it at twenty five. Different when I did it at thirty, kind of different now. Um, it now is the hardest by far. <laughs> um, when I was twenty five, I just I I went vegan for like two weeks and ran every day, and then uh, I'd say vegetarian because vegans are retards too. Um, and then just kind of added meat back into the vegetarian part so it was just meat and vegetables and, and fruit but a lot of it was just running um always seemed to respond really well to that i grew up playing um here it's called soccer but um ah yes yeah Football. i played soccer and did you know kickboxing and um wrestling and stuff like that so i grew up i grew up doing that so i was always a big kid big guy you know Mm-hmm. Um, I was the chubby boy in middle school, and then I showed up, <laughs> and then I showed up to high school like you know, six two, hundred and ninety five pounds ripped. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like pick yeah. me now, bitch. <laughs> nice. I've been doing boxing all summer, so I came prepared. Um, but now pretty much it's just um. I've been doing the 12 on 12 off and fasting. Um, just trying to stay, trying to stay away from processed foods and processed, just trying to eat as, as natural as I can. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd like to start hunting again, but my wife won't eat it. So I don't, um, but we are putting in, we are putting in a garden this weekend. So that's going to be cool. Consider hunting your wife in that case. Yeah, I hunted her for a while. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, just trying to eat, you know, healthy. Uh, just trying to get some work in. I don't work out um, as long as I used to. Um, I used to work out for like two hours at a time, and you know, it was fine then. But now I'm just learning. If I do that now, I'll just break down. Um, yeah. So usually my workouts, you know, I'll up the intensity and go for like half an hour, 45 minutes. Oh, nice. Trying to get more body weight stuff, um, you know, kettlebells and pull-ups, push-ups, air squats. I do some barbell work mainly. I, st- I still do squats and deadlifts. 
I mean, trying to be smarter. Just, that lives just make me happy. <laughs> I do. I know. That's, you know, get up, put it down. Doing that. Yeah. That's, I, also, uh, I don't try to go as heavy as I used to. Um, I'll, I'll go up to about 350, 375, and that's kind of where I try to stop. Um, I'm, I'm sure that makes perfect sense to most of my listeners, but I have no idea what kind of weight we're talking about here. I'll just look it up at some point, uh, figure it out. Um, uh, I mean, like 80% of my viewers are American, so <laughs> they'll know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, my whole problem with like regular working out is it's all right and it works well enough, but man, it's just like going to like regular gym, like to a fitness gym. It's so fucking boring, man. I hate it. Pick a thing up, put it down, pick it up, put it down, go to the other thing where you put a thing up and pick a thing up and put it down. And it's just mind numbingly boring. It is. And, uh, and, you know, kudos to the people that are going there that are trying, but most of them oh, are yeah. just wasting. Most of them are just wasting their time. And yeah, the staff and, and the staff are usually mouth breathers. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help either. Yeah, I uh, actually had like uh, two lessons from some guy who was fairly useful in just kind of showing me uh, the way around the machine and what should I pr- probably be be training. Um, so that was nice, but like people that work there, uh, let's say behind the counter, they know fuck all about fitness. Right. Um, I looked that up for you. It's 170 kilograms. Ah, well, that's pretty damn heavy still. Yeah. I usually stop, you know, between somewhere around 170 to 200. Yeah, no, I'm, uh. Uh, before I uh, I I get anywhere near the gym has to reopen again, uh, and I would probably be looking at uh, not even half my own body weight uh, for uh, a deadlift or two. Uh, I was saying the most I've ever deadlifted was five uh, two hundred and sixty kilograms. Two hundred and sixty kilograms. Holy shit! I almost shit my <laughs> pants doing it. <laughs> fucking hell, I imagine. I mean, it could be worse. You could have just, like, passed out. Yeah. Those um, those videos are pretty entertaining. They are. They are. <laughs> and you got the guys, um, like, the, the dude at the, the Eddie Hall, who always uh, has a nosebleed at the end of the lift. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. Bro, that's probably not good. I can't imagine. But, I mean, you don't need that many brains to be such a powerful power lifter. It's just eat, pick up heavy shit, and eat. Pretty much. So, let's see. You uh, you have some martial arts experience. I mean, apart from uh, being in the military. Uh, what's your, um, your, your personal preferred... Uh, go to martial art. 
Um, it's, usually, it's a tie between uh, Muay Thai and mm. um, and Western boxing. Really? That's that's kind of like frontline gear, but you know, knowing how to grapple, you know, some yeah. good solid jujitsu um, thrown in there is really really important too. Oh yeah. Um, in case you do go to the ground, you don't. If you're in a situation, you don't want to go to the ground. So hopefully, between boxing and Muay Thai, you can avoid a lot. But if it doesn't, then knowing how to how to maneuver on the ground is valuable. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would say or, that, or, um, or judo. You know, judo too is pretty yeah. freaking solid. Oh yeah, keto is I'd shit. Say that, uh, <laughs> yeah, keto is fucking worthless. <laughs> I'd say that um, regular old uh, wrestling is also pretty decent. Hundred percent, a hundred percent. I would, you know, either you know jujitsu, wrestling, um, or judo. You know, yeah. any three of that, any three of those, and will be great. Yeah, basically everything that um, that is an actual serious martial art and it contains a lot of grappling is uh, is preferable. Yeah, if you do wrestling, you'll be in friggin' awesome shape too. Oh yeah, fucking hell, man. So yeah, a wrestler that knows Muay Thai is <sighs> uh, pretty freaking dev- devastating. Oh yeah, yeah, you got a problem if you get in a row with one of those motherfuckers. Is uh, where I'd say that wrestling has an edge over jujitsu is the takedown. Yeah, I'd say so too. There's um putting people on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Severn. Oh, fucking hell, man! Although, didn't he still lose to Hoist uh, Gracie? He did. He did. That whole, that whole thing was set up to make Gracie jujitsu look good, but. That- I have heard it, it, about Ho- Hoist is a bad motherfucker, though. So uh, you know, yeah. not taking anything away, he probably was the best in the world. But even he, he said his uh, brother was it Hickson. Mm-hmm. There was one of one of the brothers. So many of them. I want to say it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't Hickson. Is it was the I think it was the one that was in the Hulk movie. It was tra- the one yeah. with Ed- yeah. Edward Norton that was training them how to breathe and shit. I don't know, man. I think I, I think it was that brother, but even Hoist was like he's the best one. But he was doing like K one and pride, you know, all that shit. Right. Um, he was a freaking maniac. But they they put Hoist in because he was tall and skinny, and it was a better. It was way too. It was an advertisement. But you know, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't go with Hoist. I wouldn't fight him. He's fuck me neither. Although <laughs> I'm afraid that Hoist at this point is probably. About just as far gone as uh, BJ Penn. Yeah. Did you see that news about him somewhat recently? I did. I haven't. I haven't really kept up with anything MMA. Probably years. Man, it was rough. Um, BJ Penn got knocked the fuck out in a bar fight in Hawaii. Good. I mean... Any a little old to be getting in bar fights? Yeah, you'd say so. Um, but that's got to be fucking embarrassing, man. Being uh, a UFC Hall of Famer and then, you know, getting shit mixed by some, 
by some rando in a bar. Should have had better Muay Thai. <laughs> True that. <laughs> he had pretty decent boxing uh, at some point, though, yeah. I believe. Yeah. BJ Penn, you know, being a Hall of Famer and all that, he still had a lot of issues about not wanting. You know, what was that one where they, uh, Dana had to like track him down? Hmm. Probably ten years ago, that could have been all made up for a TV show too. Well, it was I, one of the I Ultimate have, Fighter or something. I don't know. He was, wasn't he on one of the first Ultimate Fighters? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, one of the early early seasons. Yeah, I don't think it was the very first. Maybe like the second or the third or something. Yeah. Um. Love the one with the. Uh, with Rampage Jackson, that was funny as shit. <laughs> that one was fucking hilarious. <laughs> what did he get all the, that guy again? Oh, man. There's some guy, he just made fun of him for his man titties, which was amazingly <laughs> <Yeah>. hilarious. Um, <laughs> he, got, he got mad and ripped that door apart. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, that, man. That, that whole se- <laughs> that season is why he played B.A. Baracus, dude. Because he did that, he did that uh, Mr. T impression. Yeah. And then when that movie oh, came man. out, I'm like, if they choose anyone other than him, they're stupid. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh man, imagine how good the A team would have been. Um, oh, yeah. If uh, if Quentin Rampage Jackson had played uh, uh, B. A. Baracus. He did though in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Now I want to go back and watch just compilation of compilations of people just fucking power bombing people. <laughs> it is fun to watch. It's awesome. I've been I watching this it. dude. I've been watching this dude. Um, his YouTube channel is called Hard to Hurt. Oh yeah, uh, and, Icy Mike. Yeah, Icy Mike. And even though he used to be a cop. No, I still like his channel, but uh, yeah, he's a little he's a little statey, but he's a good dude. It seems like he's funny. Uh, dude, there's a, there's a couple where he went to did, and did some uh, backyard fights. <laughs> yeah, I remember those. I've been that, watching his channel for a while now. I fucking love that guy, man. Oh he's yeah, a, he's a trip, dude. He, oh he, yeah, he punched that fat bastard in the stomach. <laughs> 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 he like. He like put a hook on that baby belly and boom, the guy's like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) you'd say that with a good layer of fat, you'd be able to take more punches. Hell no. I think it just amplifies that shit. It it depends though. It depends though. I've, I've seen dudes with like some dense ass bellies and nothing, (laughs) nothing's getting (laughs) past that shit. But that jiggly Uh, belly, the jiggly one. Do you remember um, Roy Nelson? From the UFC, yeah, he, dude, that was fucking... that, that his, He used his belly like a third arm. Yes, yes, he just literally used to control people, like yeah. when he was on the ground. But the dude was in sick shape; like his conditioning was great. Yeah, that's fucking he's ridiculous, like, he, man. He's yeah. like, yeah, just I. He goes, I just eat enough to keep the belly. He goes, because I learned how to use it, so <laughs> I don't want to lose it, <laughs> man. Um, I'm, I'm just, I think USADA in the UFC was a mistake. 
Like, these dudes should be on all the juice. Well, I would say, I don't know how I feel about that. Have you ever seen what the LS Rover rim looks like when he was on the juice? Oh, dude. What about, was it Vitor Belfort? He started doing TRT. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dude. you could see that. Ooh. <laughs> his, tra- his traps had traps. <laughs> oh, I mean, shit, but I, I, tend, I tend to lean, I tend to agree with T.C. Fletcher. Because I don't give a shit someone does steroids. He goes, you still got to do the damn work. That's true. But, but I think I when mean... you, I think it's when you're punching and kicking people in the head. Uh, I don't know, man. I I would see like TR, you know, maybe TRT for the older guys, but or you know, guys that have TBIs or well, if you have a TBI, you shouldn't be freaking fighting an UFC any. Uh, I just got a picture here. There we go. Do you see that? That's um pre and post Usada Alistair Overeem. Uh, where did you send it? In the uh, podcast chatter channel, like right above uh, the voice chat. There it is. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, I just want to see. Quentin Rampage Jackson, like, picking people up and throwing them around. Uh, <laughs> fucking Brock Lesnar going on a fucking rampage. Uh, and um, I want to see Vitor Belfort spin-kicking people's heads into the next fucking dimension. Oh, dude. dude. If they could if they could do TRT, dude, I'd, I'd like to see Bass Rutten come back. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> he's, a, he's the reason I got into um, interested in like MMA and all that stuff was Bas Rutten Bas Rutten is so fucking cool man <laughs> he's my spirit animal that guy he's is a, hilarious <laughs> he is dude he don't give a shit <laughs> and he doesn't give a shit that he's Bas Rutten I mean, he's oh, he, you know, like he's he's thankful. He, then that's that's the difference. He's thankful for everything. Oh yeah, that keep that's that keeps people home. He's cool. I mean, but he's, he's cocky got, as shit. He's cocky oh, as shit yeah. at the same time, but he's not a dick. Oh yeah, he's cocky as shit, but he's got he's energetic as hell as well. Yeah, he's got a good heart. Um, have you seen? This is like from way back, but his episode on the Joe Rogan experience. It's been a while. All right. Well, he tells this hilarious story uh, about some uh, bullshit artists. Essentially yes. Into yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I see Mike it. talks about that shit all the time, too. Oh, yeah. I'll just tell it quickly for the um, uh, for the people in the audience that don't know the story because it's amazing. Um, I believe there's uh, two stories. Um, And uh, so with one, uh, there's like some some bullshit artist is like talking to him and approaching him. And it's like, well, you know, I got a, um, you know, I got these these pressure point shit tricks and and this and that. Um, 
so he tries them and it doesn't work. Uh, and so the guy goes, well, okay, so it only works uh, if you're really angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Basswood as well, okay, kick me in the pills then. And he was like, what? Why? No. So Basswood as well, like, look, uh, if you kick me in the nuts, I am going to be very, very angry. So it should work then, right? Well, uh, it didn't. It did not work. He did not get kicked in the nuts. Um, I'd say that's very good for Bas Rutten, but also very good for the uh, the other person that was involved. Um, and the other story is also amazing. Uh, and that was the, the other one was in a bar or something, wasn't it? Street, uh, street karate. Oh yeah, yeah, the street karate guy. That was amazing as well. <laughs> Train for the street. Yeah, like this guy. Fuck, do you remember that story in detail? He was like, "Well, I got this move. I'll do this, and then oh yeah, and then, and then he goes like that, and I do this, and then do that, but I can't use that because it'll kill him." He's just like, "Yeah, no, you yeah. don't. No, it won't." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah," I'm like. He goes, he goes, what is that? He goes, street karate. No, it is. <laughs> Fucking it's like that. It's like that scene. From, it's like that scene from Billy Madison, you know, where they're getting on the bus. And uh, um, he's like, he's like, you know, he's like, no, it isn't. No, you don't. And it's like, but it'd be super cool if it was true, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, no, there's another story I'm thinking about which takes place in his own gym in Amsterdam. Um, and like he's just giving a class, and like a bunch of these people come in under the leadership of some older guy, very yeah. cold. Um, and this guy is just constantly commenting on the sidelines, like uh, Bas Rutten is doing a bunch of submissions. It's like, well, we would guys gouge the eyes out. We would yeah. kick him up. We would do this. We would do that. And at some point, um, uh, one of these, uh, one of the girls in this audience uh, actually volunteers. Um, and um, so <laughs> uh, he says, okay, so you know what? Um, tell me how this works. Uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to put you in a rear naked choke. Um, and then we come down from three. Then as soon as your fingers are near my eyes, I snap your neck. <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> You're going to do what? <laughs> break your fucking neck. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm going to break your neck if you get your uh, fingers in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you expecting to happen? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love these stories from Bass because he's just... He's got a million of them, dude. Uh, he, oh yeah, he's got a fuckload of them, and he tells them in a fantastic way. He's a great storyteller. Um, yeah, he is. dude. I want that. Um, what was that? That piece of um, equipment he had, like had the different, like for the boxing stuff. Oh, yeah, he had that really weird. I want one. Very though. inefficient, like like. A heavy bag like system to me, yeah, or yeah, with like 
a bunch of paths so that you could hook and, and kick an uppercut. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It, it looks pretty cool, yeah. I doubt if it works, though. I yeah. I doubt if it's any better than just a like a, a simple double-end bag. Yeah, that's all you really need. Really, a double-end bag is probably even more helpful than a heavy bag. A yeah, technique, yeah. Technique, because a heavy oh, bag, yeah. you know, it's easy to cheat. Easy it, to I mean, I have a 250-pound Muay Thai bag. Yeah, I have um, uh, like a big fuck, fuck off uh, forty kilo heavy bag as well. Yeah, and it's great, but it's not that great because you can punch and you can kick, but there's no you get no feedback if you do it wrong, essentially. No, and also that's not. I I would even go to say that that's not the purpose of a heavy bag anyway. No, no, it's more. Uh, Conditioning, conditioning and building power yep pretty much yeah the double end bag that's that's where you that's where the technique yeah yeah that's where the technique is better. absolutely yeah footwork you know teaching footwork and head movement oh um, yeah you know, aim and just um, hand eye stuff yeah exactly just like uh, uh, basic coordination as well yeah it's um, awesome Oh yeah, like the heavy bag doesn't teach you to throw your punches in like a consistent way, um, mm-hmm. but if you throw a sloppy punch on double end bag, it's going to go all over the place. It will. If you I don't move your one. head, you get smacked <laughs> in the face. <laughs> that too. <laughs> oh, and that's the thing. I, I only had a heavy bag for a couple of years, and so I started working on a double end bag, and I was hitting it too hard. Ah. Uh-huh. That's, That's not the point of it. You know, this is this nope. is finesse. this is finesse work. Exactly. So you mainly like did you first start boxing or did you first uh, get into Muay Thai? Um, I first started with this place that did. Um, it was called Eagle Karate and Boxing Club. It was a Vietnam vet that was teaching, and it was. Kind of like um, a little bit of you know, Shotokan karate, as you like that was your foundation, mm-hmm. and then but like he grew up boxing. Ah, uh, okay. Like he was a trainer for um, oh, who was it? One of the foremen. Oh, you know, one of the uh... yeah, a couple um couple you know pro boxers he was the corner man in her four and so it was like basically karate and boxing was the foundation and then it was jujitsu um stuff like that and he also um he had that side but then he also had like kickboxing muay thai side so um that i was playing soccer yeah. and all that shit and i just got tired of playing team sports <laughs> and um, so I started doing that probably around twelve years old, and yeah, it, did it off and on till I was about eighteen, and went in the army and found a couple places around, and um, then MMA got real big, you know, it was super big, and then when I got out of the army, started doing Muay Thai again. Right. 
what kind of um uh like what kind of martial arts training did you get in the army nothing oh well that's very useful yeah no and now like the army combatives thing what that wasn't even a deal until probably a year or so after i got out but i've had friends that taught it and they said it's all kind of bullshit (laughs) well all right that's uh (laughs) That's good to know. <laughs> I'm sure I the super secret squirrel guys. I don't know because I I don't know if they really. Here's the thing: if you have to go hands on, you know, if you're infantry and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. your combat arms, and you're having to go hands on this fight, shit, get, the, the day is fucked. Kind of the same thing if you have to go to sidearm, shit, kind of bad. So they probably that's probably why they don't really focus a lot on that. Maybe some of your super secret squirrel special dudes do. I have no idea. I was an intel <laughs> dork. I did counterintelligence and uh, right. an- analysis bullshit like that. I thought that especially in counterintelligence, you learn some uh, fucking James Bond level hand to hand combat. That's what my recruiter told me. <laughs> Lying piece of shit. <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said when I got to advanced training. They're like the drill sergeants up front going, All oh, you that thought you're gonna be James Bond It's bullshit. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> oh fuck. <Shit. laughs> All right. Um <sighs> you got anything else you uh, wanna get into? Um I'm here for you, man. It's your it's your ship. I'm just riding along. All right. Well, um, you know what? I, I know, think we had a. I know, I know originally you wanted to talk about piracy and uh, beer. Yeah, but uh, I need to actually like prepare some shit for that. Um, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so we'll record that on some uh, some other date. That'll work. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, and who knows? Uh, maybe Dark Tom Woods will get his mic working that time. <laughs> oh, it's working all right. It's just you guys are such nerds for, you know, angry hugging. Fucking uh, <laughs> <laughs> in, interrupt your flirting here. <laughs> you don't I think want some, to. Uh... I think I think somebody's jealous. Oh yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, um... I'll go hug my Hulk Hogan body pillow. <laughs> just <laughs> just be careful that you uh don't get hugged by joe biden uh dark tom yeah that's true is he sniffing around <laughs> over there rubbing his leg hair well i mean he's been <laughs> he's been self-quarantining in his basement and doing his podcast supposedly um <laughs> But I think it might all just be uh, a hoax. Um, a hologram. Well, I mean, I don't think you actually get to see him. So I think it's just like automatic voice generation um, of him. Joe Biden. Or maybe Joe Biden insult bot. That... <laughs> I don't have a Joe Biden insult bot, but I do have an insult bot. Uh, dot insult at Federalist actual. Jack. 
<laughs> there we go. Um, so, <laughs> um, thank you for coming on. Uh, yeah. This was fun. Um, yeah, man. And uh, well, we'll record something else in the future. Um, okay. I'd like to uh, end on a few shoutouts. Um, first of all, for the uh, Fred House, um, for which you, by the way, do still need to fill out an email address in the oh, Excel okay. sheet. Um, I need to get re-added oh, to that know. Discord, by the way. You Wait, uh, you were in there, right? I thought I was. Yeah. Let me see. Wait, now I'm getting confused. What the fuck is going on here? I will add you back in there. Um, yeah. So, part of the threat are Burning Boots, Punk Rock, punk rock Libertarians, Dissecting Liberty, Anarchy Proper, uh, The Gaslight Hour, Sean V. Planet, The Dose, Erase the State, No Real Libertarian, that's me, Trent Must Talk, Unchecked Liberty, Laurel and Hardy Cross the Pond, uh, that's me and Quincy, Voluntary Contrarian, Insurrection Inc., Two Fats and a Black, and most importantly, uh, Smoke Pit Storytime, which hey, is you. That's me. <laughs> me, I have a show. Um, follow all of these people, um, because at least some of them put out good shit. Uh, I'm not throwing shade, you're throwing shade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I try. So, I, I try. <laughs> um, also, uh, I have uh, patrons. Um, their names are Ali Jill and Chris Nodimas, or at least that's what I know them as on Twitter. Um, and they give me money because I record this shit, which is fucking amazing. Um, so thank you. Um, and uh well that's that thank you for coming on yeah thanks for having me on brother you uh have any other plugs that you want to get out uh well just you know uh smoke pit Storytime podcast on anchor um a vet artist og uh on twitter uh, also on instagram at smoke pit story time and um, that's yeah that's right uh i do have the patreon uh it's the patreon.com um, forward slash smoke pit uh, awesome so yeah maybe the people want to throw some cash my way and it'll help me suck less <laughs> Shame <here>. um, <laughs> you uh, you can start